here with Caleb Betzold. Um, really, the past couple of years, been an incredible friend of mine. Um, and we're going to have a conversation as if Caleb and I are at coffee. Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope that Caleb can bring some value to you. Um, I'm going to be listening more than talking today. So Caleb, tell us who you are, what do you do? Uh, maybe a little bit about your background. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah, thanks for having me, Josh. Very excited for this. Um, yeah, so my name is Caleb Betzold. Um, I'm an Omaha native, uh, was born and raised here. Uh, you know, both my parents are uh, school teachers. My dad actually was in ministry for about 10 years uh, when I was younger and then transitioned to become a teacher. Um, I currently work full-time as a financial advisor. Um, I was a client of uh, another financial advisor who now is my mentor and, you know, the guy who eventually recruited me into the business. And, uh, and yeah, we're rocking and rolling about four years in and, you know, I'm in a career where I get to meet awesome people like Josh all day long. So yeah, that's man, that's cool. about me. What, what did you do before being a uh, financial advisor? Yeah, I sold, uh, I sold football equipment. Um, kind of an interesting story. Um, I, I was finishing school, um, actually have a, a bachelor's of science in psychology. So fun fact about me. Uh, so naturally, I had no idea what the heck I wanted to do uh, when I was finishing college. Uh, so and I got recruited by a company uh, called Battle Sports. Um, and I was an inside salesperson for them for a little bit over two years. Um, you know, I, I learned a ton, learned everything I know about business and sales uh, from the, the owner, founder of that company. Um, and yeah, got, did a bunch of crazy stuff or a bunch of hats. I, I could, I could do a whole interview just on, on that career path alone. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what for you anyways, like what was that big jump for you? Like going from a job that probably wasn't super like, you're like, I'm going to be here for the rest of my life, but it was something and really jumping into a place where you're like, I know nothing about this. Like, what was that? Yeah, I mean, I, I always had this feeling um, inside of me that I wanted to be a business owner. Um, I, I knew, I mean, I even remember, um, you know, I, I, I hate to admit it, but I, I've just grown. I'm comfortable in my own skin. I'm, I'm comfortable admitting now that I, I am attracted to sometimes material objects. Uh, and and I remember one time we were leaving church uh, with my family at a young age. Uh, I was, I don't know, probably sixth or seventh grade. Um, and I saw a Bentley was parked outside of the church. Uh, and I, I talked to my parents about it. I was like, oh my gosh, that is so cool. I want a Bentley someday. And my parents were like, dude, what is wrong with you? Like, and so, so for me, I, I just, I, I, I have observed enough people who are business owners um, who, who live really, really cool lifestyles. And, and so I knew I wanted to do that. I just didn't know uh, uh, what vehicle that was going to be. So, um, so yeah, my, at my previous job, I, I had a lot of responsibility and a lot of pressure um, and, and, you know, they, they were, they were treating me okay, but I just, I felt like I was working like a business owner without being treated or respected like one. Yeah. Um, so then I, I met my mentor, Dan Ferguson. I mean, like I was saying, I became a client of his. Um, and, and with our firm, with our agency, and Josh, you've been through the process, so you know this, uh, that first thing we talk about is goals. What are we trying to get out of life, not just financially, but also personally and professionally? Um, and so for me, I told Dan at the time, I want to be a business owner. I just don't know what that vehicle is. Um, and he said, well, hey, you know, little do you know, this is not a salaried position. We're not getting paid by a company to push products. We're building our own businesses here. Um, and they had an advisor leave at the time and there was an opening in our agency. And uh, so yeah, Dan basically said, Hey, you can be a business owner here and I'll, I'll teach you the rest. So, so for me, Josh, it, it was really, um, you know, I, I wanted to be a business owner and I, I also have a huge, huge, uh, you know, I, I have a big bucket for impact, um, yeah. you know, and, and so I wanted to do something meaningful. I didn't want to just be a business owner for the, you know, I, I could be the best, uh, 
ditch digger in the world. Nothing wrong with ditch diggers, but uh, that's right. I, I, I've had a little bit of a more of an aptitude for uh, for for impact uh, than that. And so financial planning, that's really what we try to do is change people's relationship with money. Um, and also I get to work for myself. So that's pretty cool too. Right. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, the second half of the conversation, I'd love to just get into some practicals for finances and financial planning and goals and all that. And I think even for me, like I, I kind of still dabble in business ownership. I deal with a lot of business owners on the other side of it with consulting and stuff, but, um, I, I never thought, I don't know if this is the same for you, so I'm bringing it up, but I went to school for business administration, um, really just from the side of church life. Like I wanted to be able to like administrate, run churches and stuff, but I, I really had no clue until I dabbled into entrepreneurship, like, oh, like this is my life. Like, yeah, I'm about the church stuff. Yes, I'm about business. Yes, I'm about all of it. Like there's no, like, I don't compartmentalize. Like I just, I'm Josh. Um, and I don't know if that was for you or you were like seven years old, you're like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur or you were like, there's something in me that says I'm going to make a difference and I'm passionate about X, Y, Z, but I don't know how I'm getting there. Yeah. I, I think it was the second half of that, man. I, I never, um, it's, it's kind of hard to put me in a box like that. I never, I would never say that I, I felt like, uh, uh, innately that I was an entrepreneur, entrepreneur necessarily. I definitely think that I'm a trailblazer. Um, I kind of do things my own way. Um, and not, a, not the best rule follower at times, but, uh, but I just, I just knew that, you know, my, my family comes from both of my parents come from very, very humble beginnings. Um, and they, they I, the way that I kind of describe it is, you know, my dad grew up with five siblings, uh, sleeping in a 700 square foot house, all of them in, a, in an unfinished basement together. Um, and so he took his, you know, this is where his starting point was. He took us here. And so then I feel the responsibility to go from here to here, yep, you know? Yep. And so, um, you know, so I, I definitely, you know, Josh, I, I really relate to what you're saying there. And, and I think you do a, a better job than, you know, probably 99.9% of the population of just being yourself all the time, no matter where you are. Um, and so I, I really admire that about you. And I try to follow that same thing myself. And so, so for me, I just wanted to, to, you know, elevate my, my family, my lineage, my bloodline, um, and entrepreneurship just happened to be the vehicle that I, I feel like I can get there with. So yeah, good question. Yeah. And so let's, for the next couple of minutes, anyways, let's talk about Rise Omaha. I wanted to bring it up. Um, you're, I feel like that won't, I mean, this won't be your last venture. Um, even you, Kale, Keaton, any of you guys like this you guys aren't stopping here, but it is something and obviously a passion point and hopefully going to blossom into something really dope. Um, yeah. So just kind of give me the rundown of what is Rise Omaha. If I'm a, if I'm a viewer watching this from Canada, um, what's Rise Omaha? Yeah. It's so it's, it's something that uh, I think the definition of Rise Omaha is constantly changing and evolving as we grow. Uh, Cause what Rise Omaha started as um, was a, was a networking event. Um, at the very first event, I got invited um, by my, my very good friend, Keaton Hutchinson, who at the time, it's so funny to look back. I mean, I was probably, I was, yeah, I was within my first, first six months in the business. Um, I felt like I was the only person in Omaha who was young and hungry and building something until I bumped into Keaton. And he said, hey, me and my friend, Kale Walker, are putting together this networking event. Um, and, and they invited me. They said, it's a very exclusive. It's for people who are kind of like-minded, who have the growth mindset, who you know, we, we want to cultivate leaders uh, uh, and, and, you know, grow all of our individual businesses. But then also number two, Omaha is just this, this, I mean, what I call a sleeping giant, you know, there's, there's so much potential here and there's so much talent here um, that, uh, you know, we're, we're, their mission at the time was to just get the most talented people together and good stuff will happen. 
Um, and they were absolutely right. So, so the first event uh, I attended, I uh, didn't really know what I was getting myself into. It was, I was one of like 17 people uh, in, in Kale's grandpa's basement uh, at the time. Yeah. And, uh, and so that, that was really, really cool. And I just felt something really, really special about the particular group. And, and more importantly, um, you know, I, I felt something very special between Keaton and Kale. You know, you, as, as someone who's in finance and, uh, you know, I, I have a lot of conversations about investing. Um, when we talk about kind of the private sector, you know, I, I don't invest in businesses, but I do invest in people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so I just, I, I you keep taking a look at those guys and if anybody spent any time with those guys, you just know sky's the limit with them. So I said, Hey, how can I be more, you know, how can I be a part of this? Um, I want to pull my weight. I want to contribute and grow this group. So, so they brought me on as, you know, a, a third partner at the time. And then we've added a fourth partner with Allie Campin in as well. So, the four of us are putting on, you know, Omaha's premier networking uh, events. You know, it's Omaha's premier networking experience. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, so we had, that was our first event was like 17 people. Our second event was completely free. We paid for it out of our own pockets. Um, we had about, I want to say around like 70 or 80 people there at the at Hotel Deco downtown, which was really cool. Um, and then we just had our most recent event back in uh, May 1st of 2022. So yeah, we had a long break. We had from November of 2019, Obviously, COVID happened in 2020, so we didn't throw any events. And then in May of 2021, we relaunched. And I mean, the support we had with that was just unbelievable. It was, I want to say we had over 180 people there. You know, we, it was a paid, you know, a ticketed event at that time. Met a bunch of great people. It's been super impactful uh, for my business. And so going back to what I originally said, um, you know, it's, it's, yes, it's been impactful for my business. Yes, it's great to network, but it's, we're kind of creating a bit of a culture um, and and, you know, I feel like we're just being really disruptive in the networking space. Um, so, yeah, our vision is to just cultivate the best entrepreneurs, leaders, um, creatives, influencers, you name it. If, if you want to make an impact and you want to put the city of Omaha on the map, I mean, you, you, you got to go through Rise Omaha kind of to get there. But that's that's our belief. And so, so yeah, kind of one of a kind networking experience. Yeah, man. Gets me jacked up. Yeah, I, um, I think it's funny how people think of Omaha and they um i love that you guys say put it on the map by the way because everyone thinks of terrence crawford and doug mcdermott and i know both of them guys they're both amazing like i i scored on doug mcdermott in an actual game no um, way which is my only claim to fame but um but i mean there's so much more than a basketball player and a boxer um i think we have a lot of obviously there's a lot of tech and there's a lot of young people like us who say oh, I can't, I'm not a boxer and I don't want to just live at eight to five or eight to four job. I want to make a difference in some sort. So um, I love it. I think when there's vision and mission attached to making a difference or adding value, it actually goes farther than just somebody who's just like starting a job, you know? I mean, totally. And, and, and Josh, I mean, you hit it on the head with, with just the type of people and the DNA of Omaha. I mean, we have so many creators in the city, you know, people who just have this vision, who are willing to put in the work to make it a reality and manifest their dreams. I mean, the, the, it, and that's, it makes our job easy, you know, running this event series, you just have good people come and the creative minds get together, the, you know, the driven minds get together and they, they tell us where to go. So so yeah, man, it's, it's, we've just been a magnet for people like that. And, and likewise, we've been connected with other people and, and, you know, now we're in different networks that we never thought we would be. And, and I just really, I see nothing but brightness for the, the, the future of Omaha, man. This is, and, and we're so connected. I always tell people this, like, if you look at a state like Texas, I mean, you have like San Antonio, the Dallas Fort Worth area, Houston, Austin, and these cities are pretty fluid between each other. 
Um, I mean, and, and they're kind of a, you know, a, they're, Texas is huge. They're kind of far apart. Right. Um, and, and for some reason in Omaha, like we have Omaha and Lincoln, Kansas City, Chicago, Denver, even Sioux Falls, you know, we have all these cities and these massive populations right around us. Um, I, I really think we could be the epicenter for something really special, uh, you know, in, the, in that same way. So yeah, 100%. Uh, kind of going to more fun questions here. Um, what What's going on with crypto? So you're my, you're my financial guy. I've entrusted you with the next 80 years of my finances. Um, do, does it make sense for somebody right now? Um, I've, I'm 22 years old. I'm 23, but hypothetical here. 22, I got like a couple grand. Like, what should I start doing? Yeah, great question, Josh. Um, so first of all, with any sort of investing strategy, whether we're, whether we're talking about traditional mutual funds, index funds, individual stocks, um, you know, cryptocurrency. It's, it's all the same to a certain extent, depending on, you know, how volatile those markets are at a given time. But my, the lesson that I think people need to know is that we care more about the amount of time we have in the market than we do timing the market. Mm -hmm. uh, and so a lot of people, what they try to do with crypto is they say, oh, there's a dip. I mean, you see it trending on Twitter almost every other day, buy the dip, buy the dip, or, you know, sell. And, um, you know, I, that strategy can get a little bit chaotic unless you do it full time. So, so, you know, specifically with, with crypto, I would say invest as much money as you're comfortable losing potentially um, just because on the, the spectrum of if safe is, you know, physical cash or gold all the way to risky and aggressive. I mean, crypto is like right about here. Um, so I'm not saying you, you should expect to lose your money, but if you, if, if the markets tank and you lose that money, don't be disappointed. Essentially, that's fun money. I wouldn't put any of my core wealth in there, but I, I have money in crypto and I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with having a little bit of play money there. Um, but, but either way, kind of going back to what I was saying originally, um, there's, there's a, a financial principle called dollar cost averaging, um, where, where again, we care more about time in the market than we do timing the market, where if you just make monthly deposits, like, so let's say, hey, I want to start investing in crypto. Maybe I want to invest $1,000 in crypto this year. So I'm going to just start trickling in maybe a hundred bucks a month. And just buying it at different you know price points throughout the year uh, that's what i would recommend people do rather than place their bets and put all their eggs in one basket so right. yeah. yeah and i i only i'll i have obviously dabble in crypto a little bit i haven't jumped into nfts yet i'm super intrigued by it watch a lot of videos on like web 3.0 stuff which is probably a whole other conversation but um <laughs> i what i've found anyways is i don't like dabble into obviously it's just my fun money just like like you said like maybe a hundred bucks here and there, just kind of throw it in, but sticking with the big dogs, like I'm not going to deal with these random little, you know, like it is what it is. You know, some people they're all about it. Show up on my TikTok, but like, I know Ethereum's going to grow. Like I know Bitcoin's going to grow. I do have some Shiba Inu, you know, you never know. So do I, so do I. Just to like $1, you and I are retiring tomorrow. Um, Bingo. Absolutely. You know, I got, I literally was like, all right, I own like 3 million shares of this thing. All I need to do is for it to go to 50 cents or to a dollar and I'm retiring. But and the thing that's interesting to me about crypto, and I think actually Shiba is a good example of this, you know, that as people get more educated and we start to look behind the curtain of how crypto is powered and how it's maintained and how most importantly, how the technology can be utilized. That's something that I would I would encourage anybody if you're investing in any coin because you know Josh right now in theory you and I could go develop our own coin and we could sell it online and it could be a complete scam 
Um, you know, that it's, it's, there's still trouble regulating certain things like that. And a lot of people have, uh, unfortunately fallen victim to that. So, so do so do your research. Like you just said, Ethereum, uh, uh, Bitcoin, uh, you know, th there's a lot of, a lot of well-known coins and the technology is actually applicable. Uh, the, the technology that powers and keeps these, these, uh, coins, uh, uh, in rotation can be used for other, uh, other things. And so, so I, I think, you know, it's kind of like buying a, an asset backed, you know, security where worst case scenario, you know, this technology is going to be around for a while um, with NFTs. And we can go down that road. I, I probably am going to be one of the more skeptical people about NFTs. Um, I would I would say, you know, invest as much in NFTs as you do in artwork for your home, which I don't know about you, but I don't I mean, that's some artwork, but not a lot, <laughs> you know, um, and I know it ha it's going to have a lot of uh, it's going to play a big role in the digital world because, um, you know, whereas crypto still is very beneficial for the physical world. This is going down a whole different rabbit hole. NFTs will play a lot, you know, a big role in the the digital world, the metaverse world. And, yeah. and that's where we're getting some really crazy stuff, some uh, ready player one stuff. But that's just my personal opinion. I, I don't know what to make of NFTs yet. I don't own any. I haven't dabbled in that yet. Uh, crypto is a little bit more safe. But if, if we're looking at, you know, safe as golden cash and this is, you know, the furthest risky part, I mean, NFTs are, are right there. You, who, who knows what's going to happen? So, yeah, for sure. I, I have a friend, Cade Nelson. He actually made a couple NFTs and they were sold for wow. a crap ton, which is cool. Um, yeah. So um, give us, so we got like five minutes. So practicals for um, a young person who's trying to figure out how to save. Um, even at the end um, of this, I would love to hear a little bit how somebody could contact you maybe over Zoom or a phone call. Um, don't give out your phone number because you just never know. But uh, <laughs> your social medias, um, how can people find you? But also um, just give a, a couple practical tips. Yeah, I, I um, the way I kind of break it down for people, and Josh, you've heard this spiel before, um, is, is, you know, if we look at a comprehensive financial plan, the number one thing that you have to do is, is you have to take a pen to paper and identify what are your goals. Um, you know, I could give a lot of people a lot of blanket advice that would help uh, their financial situation, but if it's not in alignment with their goals, it's useless. Um, it's kind of like, you know, I, I look at myself as kind of a personal trainer sometimes where some people want to lose weight, some people want to build muscle, some people want to run a marathon, you know, everybody's goals are different. Um, and if I told the marathon runner that they need to be doing, you know, chest, you know, bench press, it'd be, you know, that's bad advice. So, so number one is, is identify what your goals are and try to tie it back to a dollar amount. Um, that's something that I think a lot of people need a little bit of help with, uh, is identifying, like, if I want to save X amount of dollars, uh, pay off a certain amount of debt, uh, want to save for a vacation or a trip, buy something cool, you know, make sure you can tie those to a dollar amount. That'd be the first thing. And then the second thing would be. Um, and th this is another thing I can help anybody with is just establish a budget. Um, again, same exercise we went through, you know, making sure we know what's going in, what's going out, um, you know, and, and, and established, we have our fixed expenses, we have our discretionary expenses. So those would be things like gas and groceries and just kind of random, you know, food stuff. Uh, and then we have this third bucket of, of really goal funding, um, which I would say would be your productive dollars that you put to good use. And then the fourth bucket, which might catch some people off guard, is just guilt-free fun money. Um, I think it's really important that people have that healthy balance where we, we have our needs, we have our wants, we have our goals, and we're just spending the rest, whatever's left over, guilt-free because you work hard for your money. You should allocate some money just to go shopping, go do whatever you want, take your wife on a trip, whatever it is. Um, so, so yeah, those would be the, 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 
low hanging fruit I'd recommend to anybody is identify what are your goals? What are you trying to get out of your plan, you know, professionally and financially and personally, um, and then figure out, hey, what's how much income do we have coming in? Subtract what our expenses are and whatever's left over, allocate a portion of that to your goals, allocate another portion of that to just fun money to enjoy your life. So yeah, those are the kind of the building blocks. Yeah, thankful. I'm thankful for that advice um, that I heard a year ago, you know, um, change my wife and I's perspective on the next 80 years of our life. Um, so it's a big deal. Yeah. What, what is your, do you have like a social tag that somebody could follow you on, find you on? Um, yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, on Facebook, you can add me on Facebook, um, on Instagram. It's just my first name, Caleb with a K underscore Betzold, um, on Instagram. I'm probably the most active on Instagram or I'm going to try to be for 2022. Um, and then, yeah, you can connect me, connect with me on there. I've got a link to my website where, you know, my email's on there or, uh, you know, you can send like a contact me form, uh, through my website, uh, if you have any questions questions on that too. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm always down to meet anybody. It doesn't matter, you know, if, if I'm meeting with the CEO of a large company or someone who's just graduating from college, uh, if, if, if someone has a growth mindset and they want to get better and they want to have a great relationship with money, I'm always down to meet with whoever, regardless of what your starting point is. So yeah, hundred percent. Well, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. I hope that anyone watching this, whether it's three people or 10 million, um, that they find value of something and, um, the last most important question, Caleb, is um, we're archetype guys. So when you go to archetype, what do you get? What do I get? Man, I, I tell you what archetype is my favorite coffee on the planet. And I'm somebody who gets paid to go have coffee with people. So that says a lot, I think. Um, my favorite archetype, I can't, you, you might have to tell me what the specific name of it is. But anytime I go in and they have just the straight up drip coffee, and it's got the like cherry limeade flavoring. Mm. I, it might be one of the Ethiopias. I'm not sure. I would probably venture to say it's the Ethiopian natural. I um, think it's got the pink logo on. Yeah. Darn. Well, uh, archetype, if you're watching this, comment below what uh, coffee <laughs> we're talking about. But drip coffee or nothing. Um, I, never, I never thought I'd be drinking cherry limeade flavored coffee. But man, it's, it's unbelievable. It's so yeah. They, I don't know if I believe them still, like I've been drinking drip coffee for years and I'm still not at the discernment phase. Like I can deal like, okay, that's a little like chocolatey maybe, but they're like using some pretty extreme, like sugar plum. I'm like, you don't even know what a sugar plum is. Like, let's be honest, you're using that for descriptives, but that's all right. We you don't know. I, I would, I would recommend pretty much anything. I mean, I, I've had their lattes and even like their cold brews. You can't go wrong with archetype coffee. Always good. The best chocolate milk of all time. But 